Absolute Rally. Absolute Rally. Hello everyone, welcome to Absolute Rally, episode 8, season 26. Mighty episode 8, season 26. Um, talking about kind of, well, before we started recording, we were talking about big things and heights, uh, which always means if we're talking about height, we've got Big John with us. Big John Desperate, hello. Greetings, how are we all? Lovely to be there. Well, we've, we've got a little bit of fan mail for you, which I'm going to come to in a second, but we've had some emails oh, following on from the last time you were on, so I'm going to come back to that in a second. Uh, we've got Ryan Champion in a lay-by. Um, <coughs> that's, you can do your own jokes in your own, I can't be bothered. <laughs> Hello, Ryan Champion. <laughs> yes, I'm in a lay-by indirectly on the way back from Austria. Um, nearly made it home, but not quite. Not quite, I didn't quite get you there. Okay, and we've got John Armstrong, hopefully in the right country, to start the next JWRC round. Hello, John Armstrong. <laughs> Hello, I, I can confirm I'm in Estonia and I've done the Raki, so yeah, in in the right place. Right. Well, in true in, in, in true kind of style, what we're going to do, uh, we're going to come to John, uh, Big John's um, fan mail uh, in the not too distant future. While we've got you for a very short period of time, we're all going to we're, we're going to have that one question and one question only type scenario here. So I'm going to go first, John John Armstrong. I'm going to say, are they as fast as what they were last year? And what are the stages looking like? There you go. Proper professional question. That is very professional. Um, yes, I, I would say there certainly is fast sections. There's some some very fast stages, but also the the first couple of stages, there's quite technical um, sections on, on very narrow uh, roads with the trees close to the side as well. So it's a lot more... Um, sort of claustrophobic. Um, so yeah, I would say there's a good variation, um, but overall, still a very fast gravel rally. And um, yeah, you, you need to have have big commitment to get the times and be comfortable with car and everything. But yeah, um, it's, it's definitely looking good. Uh, some interesting sections that have been re regraded with uh, fresh gravel and. Um, the, the start of the second stage, which is the first proper stage, has what I can only describe as driving off a, a cliff at the, at the beginning. So <laughs> that's going to be um, quite interesting. But yeah, the stages are looking good. Obviously, the weather's been um, not so great at the, at the beginning, but hopefully it's not going to be too bad now um, over the rally weekend. But we'll, we'll see how that rain has affected the, the roads and how much they're going to rot up because um, yeah I think they could get quite rotted in my head now John Desborough's got his hand up in the air don't let me, don't let me down John don't let me down yeah fast and smooth is how they describe them and that's what Estonia is known for but let's just think about the junior championship John what are they going to be like when you get there do you think yeah well I expect there's going to be quite a few ruts um Last year it got quite rutted, especially in the, the more narrow sections where, um, yeah, typically they, they've laid down sort of new uh, gravel that's not hard compact and it just gets churned up. Um, and, yeah, with there being so much rain on the, the lead-up to the rally, it'll probably uh, make the surface even soft, softer. So, yeah, I think it's going to be challenging, but, of course, we've got four-wheel drive this year which is a bonus so yeah that will that'll definitely help us get through the ruts and um yeah i think uh, it'll be really enjoyable especially over all of the the jumps with the the rally three car it, it flies quite nice um 
but it also flies a lot with the, the front of the car uh, sort of nosing towards the, the sky. So probably need to bear that in mind and, and make sure that you get your, your line perfect over all of the crests and, and jumps as well. So, yeah, should be good fun. And and when you say a bit of it is claustrophobic, how much do you think percentage-wise is of stages what you might describe as claustrophobic and concentrate the mind and uh on the back of that is that good for you in that something like that that width of a stage helps you concentrate your mind or not i think it's a good contrast because yeah the rest of the rally is quite fast but then you know these narrow sections i don't know how much would be in the rally but maybe 20 30 percent something like that um but yeah in general that all of the stages have a have a good variation of width, widths of roads, and yeah, you have to really concentrate whenever the the width of the road is changing. Um, but yeah, the, the narrow sections with lots of um, trees at the side of the road, uh, especially uh, the second stage, there's a lot of blind corners, so you really have to trust your your notes. And yeah, obviously, if you've got got good pace notes, then you'll you'll most likely have um, quite a good time and. Uh, then also if you don't have good pace notes then you'll probably start to drop time so it's it's very important to to trust the full package uh, trust your, your co-driver in the car and tyres and try to push as much as possible A very patient Ryan Champion because John had two <laughs> questions <laughs> Ryan Champion John Desmond's always got something to say um, <laughs> But uh, John Armstrong I mean you, you've talked about so, that, so it sounds like some areas are quite technical, and, and obviously, if it is going to get a little bit uh, rutted in those uh, those narrow sections, uh, I, I guess in those sections there's a degree of um, sort of self-preservation through there. You've got to get through those bits, uh, and then it'll put a bit more emphasis on trying to take time on the fast stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think there's always the risk too. Whenever the the road does get so rutted, that there will be. Um, exposed rocks and, and stuff like that. The other thing that it really affects is the actual line that you take into the corner because, um, yeah, it might not be what you sort of, your vision of the corner, the actual ruts might be slightly different in terms of the line. And sometimes if you pop out of a, a rut, then it changes the sort of, the direction of where the car is going and you can quite easily um, end up going too much to the inside of the corner and we've got these amphicot poles slash blocks on all of the stages and yeah you don't want to hit those so um, yeah it can be quite challenging to be honest just to stay away from them because you want to go as close as possible but then if you if the car suddenly snaps and in, in you know, out of a rut, then you can quite easily hit one of them. So um, that's another added challenge. But um, for sure, uh, a big aspect will be just making sure that you can get into rhythm quickly whenever the width of the road is changing and the the level of um, degradation on the road is changing all the time too. So it's it's just being able to, you know, wake up to changes very quickly just uh, one one other question on on those ruts one I mean, you're question following the, one question you both I know, but i'm just going to follow up i'm going to follow up like john does <laughs> um you're following the wrc cars or the rally one cars now that have a much wider footprint than than your car is is that a problem sometimes have they created ruts that are actually wider than your car 
Yeah, I, I guess some in some areas, particularly breaking zones and maybe on the axle corners, yeah, the, they're going to be slightly wider. So we're, we probably um, end up running on the inner part of their um, tracks. But yeah, it's not, not something you notice too much. Um, but of course, you're, you're always fighting with the car uh, in, in ruts anyway. But um, in the corners... It's a bit more difficult because, yeah, you normally have the rear wheels that slip out of the rut and then you've got a track um, where the front wheels generally follow. So, yeah, it can be quite quite difficult just trying to manage the car and keep it in a, in a you know, flowing line that you want to take. So, yeah, it can be quite difficult, but um, it's not something I, I think about too much. You just try to, yeah, spot the, the rut and put the car into it and generally try and stay in it and hope for the best. So yeah, it's, um, but that's, that, but it, it's so important to focus on the, the ruts and try to stay in them because if you slip out of them, then you're probably going to go off the road with the, the loose surface that's, um, on the outside of it. Silence. No, I thought I disconnected there. No, 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 absolutely, absolutely. No, I was, I, I, I was waiting for the other two to come in because I've had my hand <laughs> up for such a long time, and I thought, you know I'm what? I'd love to come back in, but I had mine. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. John, I've got a question for you. Right, I'm, I'm going to take my second question now. You see, because I, I played the rules. Maybe that's where I go wrong in life. Who knows? <laughs> but anyway, um, 200 miles, just give or take. This event it seems odd to actually measure a, a WRC event now in, in, in terms of miles, supposed to. Uh, kilometers as it were but um obviously you guys have been the the, the the guinea pigs for these fantastic you know smaller four-wheel drive r3 cars and you've just been talking about obviously ryan brought up a great point with regards to the track of them and things like that um is there an attitude of a bit like the way you had to will with the the r2 cars is there an, an element of of still having to look after them is there still a, a management, you know, the way you manage your tyres? Have you still got to manage the cars? Is there still an element of that? Uh, a little bit. I think it depends how, how rough the event is, for, for sure. In Portugal, we had to try and look after the car quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, hopefully in, in Estonia, we won't have to worry about looking after the car too much. Um, of course, the suspension is going to take, um, you know, a, a bit of a pounding with all of the ruts and when the, the roads get quite uh, churned up. But, yeah, fingers crossed we won't have to try to look after them too much and just go as fast as possible. Um, you know, in, in Sweden, that's what we've done and also the, the same in, in Croatia. So, yeah, but, of course... Rallying is, is all about trying to make it to the end as fast as possible, but also look after all of the the aspects of the car and tires and everything. So, of course, yeah, we'll we'll see how the the rally goes. But I expect that all the other drivers to be going um, very fast. So we have to yeah try to keep up and um, yeah try to get a good result. JD, have you got any words of wisdom for for John Junior? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just finishing is a start. I always think that describes our sport pretty well. 
Uh, any words of wisdom from me? Oh, my word. What, you mean uh, you want to ask, want me to advise a future world well, but, champion? Well, well, I know but, nothing but, about but, it. Basically, I'm going to set the, I'm going to, I'm going to set the, set the scene here, John, right? Um, I, I always thinking, you know, rally drivers, um, especially at this level, they are warriors. And I've been fortunate or unfortunate to spend a great deal of time in my younger years and, and my latter years in boxing gyms. Uh, and they're, they're, they're also warriors and fighters are warriors as well. And I often, see that that moment in a corner whether it's sparring or whether it's going in for a fight where you've got the coach you've got the trainer just having a whisper you know the, the last few bits of information uh, it's just getting going into that ear all and I, i'm setting the scene here john big john rather um where little john sat on his stool in the corner and you're just whispering those words into his ear what are those words don't forget to breathe oh they're good that's good that's I think good. that was a good one. Yeah, it's good. Don't forget, don't forget to breathe. I remember talking to Rats. I remember Chris Meek forever, forever. When uh, things got technical in corners, he'd say, "Well, I, I've got to commit to the Rats. I've got to commit to the Rats." It sounded like you know. I thought, who who are the Rats, and why have you got to commit to them? And um, but uh, to listen to John talk, then it uh, it does make sense that you, you do have to simply, John, because if you come out, you're off because you'll slide away and down at high speed. But this always used to bother. Chris, uh, I've got to commit to the ruts. Do I commit to the ruts? So commit to the ruts, John. Or um, you know, I was just listening, listening to um, hearing John talk. I thought, how useful would it be if you could put Chris Meek and John Armstrong together? Would there be anything in the Chris Meek encyclopedia of how to be and how not to be a rally star that someone like John could benefit from? Wouldn't Chris Meek be a better person to go to for how to drive on the World Rally Championship? Uh, I don't know, but my advice would be: don't forget to breathe. Okay, and I, enjoy it. I, I think I know. I think that's strong. That's strong. Uh, Ryan Champion as the co as as as, as, as the co um, trainer. Have you got anything you want to whisper in John's ear? Go fast, take chances, but not too many. <laughs> uh, also, very good advice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but interestingly enough, actually just picking up on, on what Big John was saying there about, about Chris uh, in his time in the WRC, I sat with Chris in a, a Citroen and I couldn't believe how he attacked the ruts. That was one thing that, that uh, really surprised me. You know, I'm, I'm used to going into a rutted section and, and been a little bit careful, whereas he treated it like a, a motocross rut. He actually hit the rut really hard and carried speed through it. And that's exactly what you were saying, Big John, about committing to the ruts. I was amazed how much speed he could carry through the corner when it was rutted. Um, but I do remember, I think when I sat with him would be a few weeks before he did Poland in a Citroen and he committed a little bit too much to the ruts and, and it fell over. So um, it is obviously a balance. So I was really, really surprised by how much speed he could carry by, by hitting the ruts very hard. But it just goes to show that um, yeah, you can certainly hit them too hard. My, exactly. my, sometimes you can push into them, and like it's a bit like it's a bit like a train in the in the tracks. You just sort of pulls you around the corner even faster than what you thought you could. My my, I'm going to whisper in your ear, John. Long game. Long game. Finish. Greece. And the long game. Greece. Absolutely. Absolutely. Greece is, <laughs> Greece is where it's at. Solid result here. Greece is absolutely where it's at. Uh, uh, Big John Desperate, please don't start singing. It's nothing to do with the film. <laughs> nothing no, to do with I was, the film. I was just thinking, you're right. You don't want to come a in Greece. Oh, 
Hey. Yellow card, John. Very early on in the podcast oh, this week. Second game running. I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any more than this, and you know <laughs> what? What will happen? What will happen? But there you go. Um, John, I, I realise you've got a busy day ahead. So uh, I mean, John Armstrong, not John Desborough. Um, uh, although, although <laughs> bearing in mind when we started recording this. As ever, John Desborough always starts when we record. He always puts the camera on first, and for some reason, he felt <laughs> I needed to look up his nose. Um, I didn't, John. I might be worth getting a nose, always, nose trimmer. One way or another, we're, in life, we're always working to a camera. Absolutely. Nose trimmer, John. That's all I'm going to say. Nose trimmer. <laughs> um, John Armstrong, you go with our very, very best wishes. Uh, yeah, good luck, John. Good luck, John. Long go game, well. John. Go well, folks. Uh, we're going to go to a little break and then Big John uh, and Ryan Champion and myself are going to be back to talk more on Rally Estonia. Hi, this is John Desborough, the WRC commentator, sometimes co-host of this fabulous podcast and author of the WRC thriller Breaking Point and its sequel, Heat Soak. And that's why I'm here. That sequel thriller is available on eBay and now at a new reduced price. Gotta love a bargain. Keep on listening. And if you can't find Heat Soak on the web, reach me with a direct message on Facebook. Enjoy. Welcome back to the next section of Absolute Rally. Best of luck to our own John Armstrong. Come on, John Armstrong. You can do it, son. Come on. We're all behind you. We're all behind you. Um, Right, we, we mentioned right at the top of the podcast, by the way, um, Big John. Uh, I don't need to call you that anymore. I can just call you John, can't I? Um, <laughs> um, you, you may remember you were talking about um, nails. Um, yes, indeed. Yes, yeah. Isabel's well, nails. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, we've had we've had a couple of we've had a couple of emails. In. Ashley Ramsey, um, thank you so much, uh, Ashley. Shout out to all the other co-drivers, manicured and pedicured, pedicured as well, John. Uh, you mm. keep their nails pristine. Um, mm. She actually sent over examples of her nails photographed uh, for us to see, and, and you know when I will get to those, I will forward them over to you. Um, yeah, but yeah, look forward to it. Th- thanks, thanks, Ashley. Um, really appreciate you taking the time. And, and Emma Morrison, who I've known for a very, very long time, um, she sent us a very, very long email um, as ever. And um, in answer to the questions of nails, uh, I've never managed to break mine whilst in a rally car. Also, I can't have them painted for work, so don't bother on a rally either. Now. Um, have done in the past and turning pages is a simple uh in, in is simple in response to john's question uh, there are a number of female competitors who do drive co-drive with them done cat lund always has her nails to match the car she's in uh, i even mm. recall once um and having printed them once so there you go um paula swaddling co uh kath stewart uh and many others who were not not killed the other week for, for the mccray stages which um mm. We did talk about, didn't we? We talk, right? Didn't you do something on the McRae stages? Or did I imagine that? No, no, unfortunately not. I was, uh, I was away, heading away that weekend, but, uh, yeah, great event with lots of, uh, Colin's former cars there, uh, Jimmy Allister and Max McRae all in action over the weekend. So it uh, looked like a great event. It was. I managed to spend some time with Allister, um, on Friday at Sweet Lamb. Because, uh, of course, Max did uh, the Nicky Grist stages the weekend, which was around the BRC, and we did it as around a BTRDA. Um, so we were kind of shaking a car around that down. That was very poorly in the morning. And uh, Max was there, of course, obviously making his BRC debut with the, the, the heavy weight of expectation that everybody seems <laughs> to have now attached to him. Um, the poor lad. I genuinely feel sorry for him. He just didn't need half of this, to be honest with you, but still uh, took it all in his stride. The people who were there, Alistair was on great form. Uh, genuinely always looks like he's he's up to mischief uh and it's just great 
just great company, honestly. Uh, it was great to catch up with him. And, uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was on very, very good form. And, uh, congratulations to Max for a very solid result of the weekend. I think they're back in Australia now. I think they were flying on Sunday, uh, and Wednesday as we record this. But still, there you go. So yeah, a little bit of fan mail for you, John. Um, the irony Thank behind you. getting fan mail so late in, in the series is not lost on me, but still, there you go. But there you go. I, uh, always appreciate having a fan. And when they're in plural, you know, when there's more than one, brilliant. I appreciate having a fan in this heat. That's the way I yeah, see as, it. As, as Oliver, uh, not Oliver, as Oscar Wilde, sorry, as Oscar Wilde used to say, <laughs> there's only one thing worse than being talked about, and that's not being talked about. Of course. Of course. You you, you should wear loud clothing. That seems to work, apparently. <laughs> anyway, uh, where are we? Rally Estonia, boys. We obviously, we've just been talking about JWRC section of it. One thing that was kind of lost on me, and maybe it's just because of my preparation um, as ever, because I was doing a rally last weekend and I had my head in that and various other things. But um, Ryan Champion, I'm going to bring you back in at this point. Um, do I, we, we, we talk quite a lot about Rally 2, R5, whatever you want to call it. Um, just looking at the entry list um, for this weekend, there are some absolutely stellar names. You know, Andreas Mickelson, Hayden Padden, uh, Kaito Kaitanovic, uh, Emil Lindholm, Gary Hutton, and uh, various others, which I, I could, I could, it, it reads like a, you know, it's just a who's who really, WRC2, and, you know, and certainly some of those drivers obviously have drove WRC cars as well in the past. Um, are, we, are, we, are we seeing the, the strength and depth now of WRC2, I suppose, more than ever? Is it, is it, are, are people still genuinely seeing it as... As, as a valid stepping stone into a WRC1 car? Yeah, is it, is it the strength and depth of uh, Rally 2 or the lack of opportunities in Rally 1? Oh, very uh, good. Boom. Very good. A podcast in a Nail, day. hit, hit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's what what I see there. Unfortunately, we, there's a number of those names you just read out that should be in Rally 1 drives. But, but well, Timo, Tino, I miss Timo Sunnan as well, of course. <laughs> you know, there's another one. Yeah. Yeah, he had a good result last year as well. So I think he'll be a very strong challenge to Andres Mickelson, who needs a result. Yeah. Um, who's just been sort of hero zero for the season. He's either won it or something's given up on him. And he, ne- he suddenly he needs it in, in a big way. Kaito's, Kaito's Kenya was one of those rallies. He went around that. Uh, it, it looked you know, like one of those survival drives for the entire weekend because he knew He'd gone all that way and he had to get the win. That put him in at the top of that championship. And now everybody's looking at Andres Mickelson, and, who himself said, I need to be first in the queue. You, you know, you, I need to be top of that championship. I need to be the best of the support category so that should, end, should an opportunity comes up and should people say, well, let's have a look down a league, as it were, they, they see Andres Mickelson, who would win on, uh, you know, performance and on uh, heritage and on experience. That's what I'm looking for. But at the moment, he's um, off the pace. But it might work for him this weekend. Well, the new car's not uh, not released yet. The new Skoda, Ryan no. Champion. Um, Ryan, you wouldn't want to be climbing into a new car now, would you, if you wanted, if you knew, with all the pressure on you to resume your uh, season at the top of the title race, you, you wouldn't want to be climbing into a new car with all those unknown variables would you it's it's it would be a difficult time to do it i mean we know that there's a, a massive amount of development goes on with with these cars before they they hit the market but i mean it wouldn't be the first time we've seen a, a 
a rally two car come to the market and then have unfortunately some of its development in public so yeah it, it's always a risk you know have they got it right first time or, or is there something that uh that's going to rear its head once it, it travels around the world competing because yeah inherently like i said no matter how much development goes on behind closed doors we all know that as soon as you put some numbers on a rally car and uh and start an event <laughs> that, that different things happen it's just it's called yeah. sod's law it always happens on a rally um yeah. but i was just just thinking about your, your point there about andrew and you know i'm not even sure that it's just good enough to win the 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 rally two championship anymore to 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 win wrc2 um you know is that even making drivers stand out anymore i think it has to be dominant performances you know you need to be beating um uh, your compatriots head and shoulders really sorry to cut across you right do you almost need, and I know really how tough this is because there's such a vast difference, do you almost need to be mixing it with the tail enders in WRC1 cars? I think you need to be you need to be turning heads, don't you? I yeah. mean, look, we've seen we've seen Matt Sosberg step back to WRC2 uh, and and normally do a great job, you know, win championships, win rallies. Um, but but did it make anybody think about putting him back in a Rally One car? I, you know, I, I'm not sure it did. And you know, is Andres close to falling into uh, into that trap as well? I mean, obviously we're seeing uh, Esapeka Lappi now move move back to a factory team, but uh, he was certainly in the the right place to do that. Um, yeah, it's tough. Like we like we just talked about, there's the the opportunities are so limited that. I think you have to be regularly turning heads with your performances and unfortunately probably doing that with a bit of budget as well. Uh, and yeah, probably probably turning out in, in, in a WRC1 card on the other events as well, I'm guessing. I, I think that's... Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Towards the end of the season, I, I guess you, the ideal is you win... The- you win your sport class. You, I don't know. Do you then get some budget together to get a third car somewhere? But does and it, then you go you know, out does, there. Does, does and, winning the championship make any difference? That's what I'm saying, John, unfortunately. Yeah. I yeah, think showing it, speed. It just gets you in the room, doesn't it? It just gets you yeah. to the table. And then you've got to go further and do even more. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so with that in mind, Brian Champion, um, I'm, it's a shame we haven't got Trevor here because who, who, it wasn't, um, who rented a uh, 17M Sport car for a few events and Trev flagged it up as, you know, probably too much pressure. Um, Swedish driver. Was it a Swedish driver? Oh, um, yes. Um, yes. I, kept on, <laughs> I, I, keep on, I keep on naturally going to P.G. Anderson. I know it wasn't P.G. <laughs> no, in any way, no, shape no. or form. Um, uh, 2017 seems such a long time ago. Let me just fill in with some waffle <laughs> while Ryan could get to the relevant page on the internet. So. It was 18. What? It was 18. He did do a WRC. He did. Oh, God, it'll come to me in a minute. People are screaming it out. Come back to me in a minute. Yeah, we'll come back to you in a second. Go on, Big John. Go th- I often find in these cases where, um, you know, it's got my memory, uh, I'm padding here, has got so bad that I now get amnesia and deja vu at the same time. That's how bad it's got, Tony. Um, but then I've told you that already, haven't I? Oh, um, John, that's, so, that, that, Ryan, that, that, have you that's managed a, to, have you managed to find warning. the page, Ryan? I, I, I'm, I'm in the car, so I'm just trying to rack my brain at the minute. But um, he's actually I, I, doing I'll, it. All, he's, he's actually doing it old school way. Was it? It was, uh, it was, it was Rally Sweden <laughs> 2018, wasn't it? 
got a book out that all the listeners listening to this podcast are now shouting at their phones in their cars with the answer while the rest of us flail around helplessly uh, well um, while we're doing that uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to try and was it Sweden was it Sweden or have I got that wrong it was Sweden he did Monte Carlo first and then he did Sweden and and the what the thing we're trying to establish here is do do you do it does it work and we want an example showing that it works and I would imagine that Hayden Padden wants it to work he's had his test event he's now going with his WRC two car in Hyundai great they're you know committed to the championship so he's in the right stable and he is the in the best position I would guess to do this but will he win the championship you know I don't know uh, he finds himself in a support class battle against Tamo Sunan and thank you know him competed at the top Andrus Mickelson thank you know him competed at the top um, Special K who's got three European titles and there he is thinking wow here is a lot of pressure for me just to get my get myself into the table to have the discussion that says hi I'm Hayden Patton get me a car in rally one next season um, and, it and, is such and, a massive scrap and thank you for all those people shouting Pontus really Tiedemann. Pontus, Pontus Tiedemann exactly oh <laughs> yeah 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 well done well done. Oh, what happened to Pontus Tiedemann yeah yeah so well Pontus, Pontus was was last out um, looks like he's doing some Swedish events in... oh, so, so you brought up the EWRC yeah, you, yeah. you've got the advantage of technology over there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's been he, he, to be fair he, 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 well he did rally GB in a, in a world car he did Turkey yeah. in a world car um, yeah. he did Sweden and he did Monty um, now that was something that obviously Big Trevor's is, is, is flagged up a few times you know you know, did it, did it clearly? You know, it wasn't to work, but you know, and that wasn't necessarily with the benefit of hindsight. He was saying it at the time. So, mm. in view of what you've just been saying, right about oh, and and you, John, I'm going to blame both of you um, with regards to you know maybe putting the budget towards a Rally One car. Yeah. I, I, I just, I just don't know. Let me. Let, let, I'm going to come to you. I in mean, a it's a hell of a throw of the dice, isn't it? You know, yeah. you're throwing your dice with a lot of money on the table. Um, and you're really relying on, as we were talking about before, other people not having you know, a great rally, and you can fight your way into, what, five, six, seven yeah. on the leaderboard, so it gives you the ability to walk into somebody's office and say, hi, you know, Pontus Tiedemann of this, this effect, just rented a car, had very little testing, come fifth, beat your man, whoever, um, any chance we could have a discussion about um, and you know even if they said yes they'd say because I'm having a discussion with and then they name at the moment you know four half a dozen drivers and the answer is we need another team of course in rally one don't we but I still don't think we've got you could have another team I think you could have another two teams yeah. realistically I think that's the yeah. you know, and therein lies the problem um, we could have another two teams um, that's just Anyway, it's it, it's just it's just bonkers. If I can get um, uh, Big John, I know you obviously you've been all over looking at results and, and looking at what's coming up this weekend. And obviously we've had our own John Armstrong previewing the stages for us right at the top there. Just with regards to the runners and riders in uh, in WRC two, where, where would you where would you put your cheeky fiver as we were talking about WRC two before we get to the, the mighty WRC one? Uh... I would go with a man I used to describe as the hapless Tamo Sunan. And if you remember how his Portugal finished, you'll realise why I used to describe him as hapless. Um, 
Uh, he did well here. What was he, fifth or sixth or something here last year when he was with Malcolm and M Sport. So I think he's got the knowledge and uh, there's also the need now. We need to see a bit of a response from him. With Andres Mickelson, don't you, if you try, climb back in that car again, would you not be driving around thinking, don't stop, don't break down on me, don't break down on me, I need you to get to the end. So I would definitely put uh, Temu on the podium and I would put... Andrus Mickelson on the podium and just your winner, Sean. Just your winner, John. Just your winner for for WRC two. Then I'm going Tamu. Okay, I'm going Tamu. Uh, you're going Timo Sunanen, uh, Brian Champion, just for WRC two for the time being. Uh, well, because John's gone uh, Timo Sunanen, I'm going to go Andreas Mickelson. Andreas Mickelson. <laughs> uh, and because you've both gone there, I'm going to go. Mm, I'm going to go... <laughs> I want to go really left field, but scroll. really with strong... With, with, with strong. I, I'm, go I'm, Hayden. I, no, I don't... Th- I, I think Hayden's going to need a few events to get back up to WRC speed, to be honest with you. Um, we should have had him on by now, to be fair. I have spoke to Hayden a few times about coming on, but anyway, um, where were we? So, if we go WRC 1... Um, Put them, putting them on the table, Big John. Hang on a minute. I'm um, not sure you gave us your WRC2 running yet. I'm going to go Andreas Mickelson <laughs> as well. <laughs> um, to go back to WRC1, I need Oit Tanak to win this one. But not only I need Oit Tanak to win this one, I think Hyundai need Oit Tanak to win this one. I think the championship and every other fan in the sport needs Oit Tanak to win this one. And I definitely think the promoter needs Oit Tanak to win this one. And uh, it shouldn't be in our game to say, and I hope that um, Callum has a bad one, because one, you shouldn't wish that, and two, I don't think it'll come true either. I think first on the road here is not so much of a difficulty. But if you can't do a one, two, three, that goes Oit, Craig, Callum. Can I do Craig that? Craig Breen and Cali Rovenpera. Uh, go on, Big Ryan champion. Oh, this is, uh, like, I, I wish John Desborough hadn't gone first because he's just talked about everything <laughs> I, was, I was really about to say because uh, if ever there was a, you know, Tanak went well in Sardinia, didn't he? Uh, he'll be desperate to do well at home. Hyundai will be desperate to do well on the back of Kenya. Um, so I am going for a, for a, a home win for, for Oit Tanak. Cali Rovenpera, you can't, rule out on the form he's on at the minute he'll be right in the thick of it I'm going to go second place for him and of course Craig Breen always goes well in Estonia and we need Craig Breen to have a great result so I'm going to go third place for Craig Breen so you went Craig Breen for third and Callie Rovenpera for second and Oitanak for first yes okay I'll tell you man I went Callie Rovenpera to win Oitanak second Elvin Evans third oh very good so clearly clearly based on our predictions Thierry Neville will win (laughs) (laughs) well did you read that lovely article on Dirtfish from Tom Fowler at Hyundai uh, Tom Fowler at Toyota sorry saying that Hyundai is better in a straight line they think it's a faster car in a straight line I thought it was very interesting I didn't know whether he was winking when he was uh, saying that one into the um, voice recorder uh, because um you know, as Colin McRae would say, that famous adage, which I can't remember, you know, fast cars are for fast straights, fast drivers are for fast corners. Did I get that right? Did I get that off in one go? So I think what he's trying to say is we think Hyundai will have very good Estonia. Okay. Okay. Um, right. Um, we're at that point, believe it or not. 
boys uh, for any other business. Do you have in any other business, JD? Uh, no. No, I don't. I've, I've spent, you know, I've had so little time to prepare for this. I've had the lads in build it. They're knocking the house around at the moment. And um, in the blistering heat and with the way things are, it's taking about six times as long as it should be. So I find myself walking around in dust, pointing at things, saying, should that happen? And that's been taking up my time. I'm just padding it. Again, I'm padding, trying to think of no, something. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a moment. What you should have said then, John, and, and listen, yeah. you're the pro here. Right, yeah. let's have it straight. You're the pro <laughs> out of all three of us. Is come back to me in a second. And what I would have done, I would have just threw it to Ryan Champion. Ryan Champion would have done 15 any other businesses, by the way. <laughs> and then you would have had about 15 minutes to get your head round coming up with something, probably to just promote your book. Let's be when honest. When we do, the, when we do the Absolute Rally Podcast TV show, will you be my producer, please? Um, yes. <laughs> Yes, because I'll never be in front of camera ever again. I promise <laughs> oh, you that. No. Never um, seen it. And, 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 and John, you're a, you're a bit honest there, because because as Tony, I Tony and I have often done, we just make it up on the hoof. But <laughs> you know, you, you, you were you were very honest, as simple as that. Yeah, no, you got credit where credit's due. So uh, while you're while you're now thinking, and now everybody knows, now you're thinking, they won't really be thinking about what Ryan Champion's saying. They'll be thinking about what you're <laughs> thinking. So. <laughs> Ryan Champion. Uh, well, I was just thinking I've just been overtaken by uh, uh, by a Triumph TR7 that you don't see very often. So I was, mm. I was thinking it's about all, it, Right, right. Give it 10 minutes, mate. You'll go past it broke down. Yes, it's fine. <laughs> that's, that's very true. <laughs> um, uh, and, yeah, just we, we already mentioned it, but uh, great to see Hayden Padden back in the, the World Rally Championship after, what, probably, uh, is it, it must be three years, I guess, now. Easily more. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. You know, obviously, starting his program in uh, in Estonia with a, uh, a rally to Hyundai. Obviously, still has some connections with Hyundai via New Zealand. I think he's also obviously doing rally New Zealand and Finland as well. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to follow his progress because, like you've already touched on, it, it it won't be easy to come back into the World Championship after that long out. It won't be easy to come back into that level of competition as we've already highlighted, but ultimately he's been there, he's done it, and he's competed at the top. So it, it'll just be, be interesting to see how he goes against, maybe not this rally, but eventually against the likes of, uh, you know, the Andreas Mikkelsen, Timo Sonnen, and et cetera, that we've talked about, who, um, you know, sort of re-established in, 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 that, in that competition. Um, and then a uh, final one, just uh, I saw, again, you mentioned the McCray Challenge. Uh, it was the, the first ever rally for Sir Chris Hoy. So Sir Chris uh-huh. has done a few little bits and pieces with rally cars. He's uh, he, he did the uh, the tribute to Colin McRae there a few years ago, driving a Group A in Pretzer. He drove the, the Pro Drive Group A in Pretzer at, uh, at Alton Park during uh, uh, Wales Rally GB, I think it was. But he actually competed last weekend in a, an Evo 9 and uh, says he'd fancy doing a few more rallies. And we, we all like to see people like that um, in rallying, promoting rallying. So, uh, yeah, let's hope we see him back in competition soon. Right. Tony, I've got one. I knew you Ryan get, I knew Champion you get has, Ryan yep. Champion's got me thinking. Go See if I can get this get this out correctly. Uh, Hayden Padden comes back to the championship. Hayden Padden's crash in, crash in Portugal in fill in the year blank there, dear listener, was what inspired me to write the Portugal story in Breaking Point, the WRC fiction, the sequel to which is now available at a cut price, five ninety nine on eBay called Heat Soak. Rally Portugal was twenty eighteen, which was his last full year in WRC, go. by the way. 
his last full year in WRC. So well done. Yeah, you, you got there. And do you know what really added to it quite nicely? I could hear somebody hammering in the background as well, just yeah. to reinforce your point. Um, that, so, could be, that could be Big Jake, who has a sunstrip in his little Fiesta out there. God bless him. He's pimped it properly, I think. I need to get something from M Sport for his Fiesta. And he's got a sunstrip that says, it's a four bearing one, fix often, repair daily. <laughs> That's great. He's only about 18. Brilliant. Old school. Old school. Okay. Um, my name of the business was um, uh, Nicky Gristage's last weekend. As I mentioned before, I say Max McRae did the uh, the BLC section of it. It was uh, also around the National Gravel Championship over in the UK, BTRDA. Um, fantastic events. Absolute uh, credit to the marshals for being out. It was to say it was hot was an absolute understatement. It was hot. It was dusty. It was horrendous. Um, for those guys being out in it, uh, it was hot in a rally car with a race suit and fireproof underwear on. I can tell you that as well. Um, okay. but, um, a credit to our guys. We, we had an absolute murder. As I say, we spent the day at Sweet Lamb trying to get the car working on Friday. Um, we were going home at eight o'clock on Friday night, uh, cause we all more or less gave up on the fact that we were never going to get the car running only to find that one of the injector seals had blown and it was a blown mm. injector. It was the last thing. That, uh, that my engineer, Phil Bradshaw, bless his little cotton socks from PB Engineering these days, uh, XM Sport, got to and uh, we put managed to borrow an injector off um, the guys at EDSL who, who, who run some of the other cars that we compete against, bless them, but all in good good spirit. And we got one of their second-hand injectors, put that in him. She Perfect. fired up. She came to life. Great story. She came to life. So, uh, yeah, we were, we were packing up going home and we were just having some dinner before I left. And I got a photograph of the, of the, the blown injector saying, we're on. It's like, right. Okay. So, um, <laughs> probably should start handing pints back over the, over the bar at that point. Yeah. Probably we were in the, we were in the pub, but, uh, no, great battle, a proper ding dong battle I had all day. We managed to come out on top in the end, uh, which was quite nice. So, uh, another cheeky win in, in the R2 couple. Credit to, to all the guys in, in the R2s. So I think there was nine or ten of them out. Really, really undercovered. Um, section of BTRDA. Uh, it, it staggers me when you've got stages that we were separated by 0.9 of a second. A, uh, a couple of us on one, on on three of the stages, I think. So, uh, really tight battle, and um, yeah, good to be part of. Good fun, good fun, mm. and uh, well credit to everybody. Nice. So there you go. So that's it. So um, boys, that's the end of the episode for this week. Wow. Ready, ready for our, our, our look back on Rally Estonia, and we've got a big announcement next week as well. So mm. um, yeah some news um, coming up next week so um, we'll be telling you all about that when uh, when we're all back next week so uh, we'll look back on a busy rally Estonia um, Ryan Champion um, go back um, go back to driving home now and um, be nice stop and help the TR7 there you go thank you we'll, we'll do I'm sure there'll be some steam I can't see the steam from here but I'm sure there will be someone yeah there will be there will be and it won't yeah. be the kettle being on either um, Big JD um, you get back to just pointing at things saying should that really be on the floor now yeah, uh, there's a lot house. of it. Yeah, I can see through the dust. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's been a blast. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks no problem at all, uh, folks. That has been Absolute Rally for this week. We will be back same time, same place in your podcast hole next week. Absolute Rally. Absolute Rally. Spread the word and download the podcast every week. Mm-hmm.